Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 52nd episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, Katie M. Kane. With me in the building tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our guest is Hitman from Stank Boy Seeds. Hitman, are you with us? Can you hear me, sir? Yes, 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 I can. How you guys doing today? We're doing all right, man. Oh, yeah, you too, you too, dude. We got, uh, me and my lady ordered one of the little plates from Sherry's, man. It was like 13 bucks for ham and mashed potatoes and nice. some greens and, nice. and some soup. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. <laughs> I got to eat at least, you know what I mean? Of we, we, yeah, we didn't, we didn't chef up too heavy. We just grab a plate and hey. go. Hey, yeah. I didn't do too much. Uh, went out to the farm. We have 140 acres, so we just went out there and had fun and shotgun damn tight so that's uh that's in oklahoma yes and so that's the uh that's the size of the cannabis farm is 140 acres well with they we have two um sites of land so oh, okay. where, the, where the actual cannabis farm is at it's 15 acres and then we had another 140 acres okay so you're growing like other like vegetables and stuff too on the other area no mostly like cow and just open area got a pond there and we just shoot and have a good time tight man dude i gotta come visit man that shit sounds legit you guys oh, got yeah. you got fish in your pond too like catfish oh yeah oh yeah you uh, can actually jump in there and go noodling if you want to they noodle yeah. out here what yeah. damn <laughs> that's cool that's where you put your hand in the water yes and shove it damn, into a hole fuck, no, I'm dude, not that's that. crazy that's crazy. Yeah, I love catfish, dude. Like, that's my favorite. We we, we always nice. catch. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, like growing up, we always caught like salmon, steelhead, you know, trout. But I never really caught a catfish ever in my life. So when I'd see it on a menu at a restaurant, I'd be like, dude, I'm getting nasty. You know? like, right. And it's <laughs> it's it's bomb every time they like bread it in cornbread and fry it. I'm like, yes, this is fire. Yeah. So. Catfish yeah, no doubt, man. So uh, out there in Oklahoma, I'm going to revert just to my little cookie cutter questions, man. Like uh, how, how okay, first, what's you're in Oklahoma? Yeah. And um, what's yep. the name of your of your company? And are you guys medical or recreational out there? Medical switching to recreational? Like? Okay, so in Oklahoma, we are medical. They have been medical for two years. Okay. Um, they are like the new California. Um, licenses out here are cheap. Um, you have to be a two-year resident to be able to get a license. So if you don't have one, you can actually partner up with somebody. Um, That's cool. The license, the license fees are out here are 2500 each right now. I Damn. hear that it's supposed to, I hear it's going to go up to 10000 but that's still not bad. No, um, especially with the regulations open like that, dude. Right. So with your grow license, you have no plant count. So that's even a, a great thing right now. Yeah, too. I pay 10 for that, dude, for real. And, and 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 they're not even doing seed to sale yet either. That's dope also, because, yeah, man, like that just as a business that adds like fucking like two or three more employees just for that part of it, dude. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. Cause you have yes. to have someone on the fucking computer and someone actively fucking moving tags back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. It, it's at least two, you know what I mean? But three, if you have mm -hmm. a shit ton to do, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's not worth it, man. You know, like get the money at the point of sale or don't, you know, like all of this extra other shit is just not important to me. So 
but I hope but their laws their laws out here is really really good. It, yeah, it's better than what California was too. I'll just yeah, say. it it sounds that way, man. I have a couple of friends on Facebook from out there, and they're stoners. And like when it I like when I moved to Phoenix, I remember messaging them like, "Hey, like I'm sure your boyfriend is a hustler, like." Have you looked at it like that license is cheap? You know what I mean? Have you? And they're like, oh, whatever. We don't. And I'm like, dude, it's it. You could just start and ball out. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, and and until it goes wreck, it's gonna keep. Man, like it, it just. I'm I'm happy for you, dude, and I'm happy that I get to interview you because we. Thank you. I've 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 res- I've hit guys from that state on IG too that haven't responded so. I'm just like, man, they must be super busy. And then there was a guy out here from Washington that we tried to have on the show. And it looked like he was going to make a move out there. So I was just like, dude, you got to talk about it on the show, you know? So, but he, he never, he must've got busy too. So it's like, well, it's quite a, it's quite a few companies from out of state that are here. You got twisty Jay over here at twisty seeds. They're out here. You got robot farms out here. Are those guys um, from California? <clears throat> Twisty's from Colorado. From okay. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Robot Farms is from Washington, your area. Tight. And uh, and then you got Pro Dabs out here too. They do extra, and they're from California. That's dope. What's what's the uh like the lab testing requirements like out there for getting on the shelf? You know is what? I'm potency. Potency is it? They do everything. They do everything on the testing. But okay. I haven't got anything tested yet because I just got here. Okay. Yeah, we on. I've literally been in the state. Yeah, I literally been in the state three months. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I got here in February. Okay. February 1st. So, okay, so let me use that as a segue, a segue to switch back to my cookie cutter questions. Um, yeah. How, how did you before Oklahoma? Yes, how how did you get into cannabis, dude? Like how did how did you start into? <clears throat> and then also breeding because that's. I respect that art a lot, dude. You know, it takes a lot of patience and you have to really understand what you like and what's going to happen after you do all this time and process. So, Okay. So I'm 48 years old. I started selling weed when I was like 15, 16 years old. 17, I had my car. I was going up north to Mendocino County. Okay. So you're from LA, correct? Correct. I'm I'm from Los Angeles. Okay. So when I would go up there, I would pick up my pounds and bring it back into the neighborhood and sell it and all that. Mm-hmm. So when I got about like 19 years old, now that I took so many trips up there, they took a liking to me and they started showing me how to grow. So Word. instead of me going up there to pick it up and then come right back down into the neighborhood and drop it off to, you know, all my friends and stuff like that, then I started staying up there for like three, four months. Word. And then my friends started getting mad at me because I'm not coming back. I didn't yeah. care. I was learning how to grow and all this and stuff. And then, so from that point, I did that for maybe a good three, four years with them and started doing it at my house. Um, then I started creating the YouTube and stuff around like 2006, 2007. One of my friends right. was telling me to create that to show people that I knew how to grow and create genetics and stuff. Um, 2008, I went to a that was in Los Angeles and when I went to that cup, I seen a mom and pop's little seed company. I brought 2,000 packs of seeds out there. Um, it was a two-day event. 
on the last day, I went to them to see how many packs of seeds they sold. And they sold 1,800 packs all at 100 bucks a pop. I was ah. like, I am so in the wrong business. Yeah, Right dude, then, that light bulb that came on and was like, I've been creating different genetics for years. Like, so I came back home, called all my friends that I had on YouTube and was like, I want to create a, a seed company. Are you guys down? It was like, Hitman, we are down to run with you. Yeah. Started at, started building it from that. 2009 is when we made it official company. Um, pushed it all in 2009, around the summer of 2009. That's when we started seeing that High Times was coming to the United States. Um, when High Times came and hit the United States in 2010 in Los Angeles, it got moved from Los Angeles to San Bernardino. So we hit it from that. Then we went to Denver, from Denver to San Francisco. From San Francisco, it was over because Oregon and Washington wasn't doing anything yet. Then the next following year, repeated the same thing, going to each state, just giving out 800 packs of seeds for free. Yeah, dude, that's but, that's the thing, too. It's it's easy to give free swag that's really valuable. You know what I mean? So, so by the time 2015 hit, um, Franco, before he passed, and Ken from Ken's Genetics, both came up to me and was like, hey, man, you guys are doing good. People are loving you guys are strange. We smoked some. We liked it. Keep doing what you're doing. You're making a movement in this industry. From that point, I felt like I was validated to stay in this industry and oh, just yeah, kept man. going and kept going and kept going. Now, from that point, I was moving now towards instead of just marketing us with the seeds, now I got to get us into a dispensary. So that was the hardest part. I felt like a rapper trying to get everybody to listen to my CD. Yeah, Because man. I don't care where <laughs> from, the, from the West Coast to the East Coast in any dispensary, they had nothing but cup winning strands. If yeah. it was Gorilla Glue 4, it was everywhere. So yeah. I was like, there's so many different strands out here. Like, why you guys just only settle for cup winning? So yeah. I just kept knocking at doors, dropping off weed, dropping off seeds, and was like, smoke it, grow it, smoke it, grow it. A few of them would hit me back and was like, so what are you looking for out of this? I was like, nothing. I just yeah. want you to grow it, sell it, make your money, and it's self-promotion for me. And yeah. quite a few of them was like, you know what? We're going to do that. We're going to grow it, and we'll see what it's like. Yeah. And as soon as they grew it out, they loved it. I started yeah, getting man. phone calls from them, and they was like, look, we're going to put it up on our list. And ever since they put it up on their menu, they can't even keep it inside the store. Yeah, dude, that's one thing I noticed, too, is like if a guy ever gave me a 10-pack of seeds and I went and looked at a menu online from a seed bank that had their stuff or if they had a website, usually whatever they gave me was sold out. And so it was like, damn, thank you, guys, you know? And so right. when I when I, when I grow it out, it like, yeah! It's like super elated. Like, uh, a shout-out to Ryan Lutz from Pollen Nation because... They gave me this strain called Pinky's Advice, and they didn't give it to me. They gave the seeds to my boss okay. at the shop I was working at, <clears throat> and he he would just like uh, he knew I had uh, outdoor. Farm. He's like, "Hey man, are you still cracking more seeds?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do one more round." It was like the middle of March or something, so he's like, "Do you want to run these?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" It was Pinky's Advice. I didn't know anything about it, but dude, that was like top two out of the ten I ran that summer. That shit was fire, man. It was super Appreciate super that. sour. And so yeah. it was just what you're doing is the move, bro, for real. It's because that uh, everybody appreciates having something different, too, dude. Because, you know, it's like what's hot is what's hot. But fuck, man, like <laughs> different flavors, you know. Right. And so I started trying to educate people like the Gelato 45, stuff like that is not exotic no more. It's everywhere. 
Everybody has it. It used to be exotic when you couldn't hardly get it. It would be hard to get it or cost too much to get it. Yeah. Our, our stuff's exotic. Only certain dispensaries have it in certain states, you know, even in Puerto Rico, just like I'm yeah. rocking a Puerto Rican hat. Yep. We had yeah, yeah. linked up arm out there in Puerto Rico and got our genetics there. Damn, that's tight. We had this guy, Jason Ortiz, on the show. Shout out to Jason Ortiz, but he's trying to get a farm in Puerto Rico, too. I'm like, bro, holler at me. I want to send my results. Like, I don't know. Like, growing in that climate would be super fun in some greenhouses, man. Like, Ooh, very hard, too. It's Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dude, how the fuck do you deal with that? Like, do you have to just get land raises from down there? Like, what the fuck? You have to get some stuff that's resistant to, like, mold and all that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, do we still have uh, old boy Cali Love on, on the line? He, he called in earlier. And do we still have him on the horn, yeah, Mitchell? Yeah. Oh, all yeah, right. Yeah, What's yeah, up, man. Cali? He, he, he just wanted to oh, call in while that man was on the show. What did it do, yeah. bro, bro? Hey, 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 bro, man. Just, you know, had to tap in, man, and uh, show the fellas some support, man. You guys, you guys live and direct and got to uh, – a real historian there in the cannabis game, man. And I just wanted to extend thank my you, love and courtesy, man, Hitman, because you've been there doing it for years, man. Thank you, bro. Yes, yes, I have. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, I really, I, I really admire that because, like I said, it's just it sets precedence for for people in this game and having to struggle and come through. That's a that's a that's a real story, man. For you to knock on people's doors yeah. and just drop it off and drop it off and say, here, look, I'm trying to tap in. I'm trying to tap in. Here's what I have. And then just, uh, you know, everything that I've known about you or come to know, it's just a blessing, man, to see you. You've even helped me in discussions and everything that you've done in the, uh, in the cannabis industry. So, like I said, we keep our forum real small. We keep it real stern, and we're all active and for one another. So I, lo- I love St. Yeah. Boyce. Yeah. I love Hitman. Yeah. You know, I love Concerned Dabs. I mean, our circle, our forum, man, and the whole cannabis community, man, just uh, – much love, man, and uh, keep listening to Hitman, man, and keep listening to the podcast and support one another, man. And like I said, hit, you know I got love for you, man. Them strains are awesome. Yeah. Thank you, bro, bro. Thank you. Hey, and when I get a chance to, because um, I'm support. so close to, I'm so close to New Mexico, so when I get a chance to get over there, I'm gonna get some of that sex driver for you. Oh yeah, that's you know that's my favorite. Man, tell the world, man. I'm on the sex driver, Chris, man. That's one of my top oh, top strains. I want it. I need it. I love it. And we're going to flood the whole East Coast and share it. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Man, you guys have a lovely oh. night, man. KK, tell the fellas. I said, man, what's happening? And, uh, yeah, thank Boy Seeds, my man, Hitman. And I'm going to keep listening to this interview, man. And uh, much love. No much doubt, love, brother. Good night, Happy Easter. Oh, we got right, KB calling in, too. Oh, okay, Google. Oh boy, man. <laughs> yeah. Did did he did he uh should I tell him to call back Mitchell or is he on too? Like can we take more than one on the Google? Didn't show up. All right. I'm gonna go in and okay, out. K- I'm gonna K- go in and out. Let's go finish the interview. Okay, interview, man. Have man. A good, like I said, much love, man. Okay, yeah, All have right, a good night. Have a good night, Kelly. All right. love in the building. All right, KK. Yep. All right, hit man. All right, you guys be easy. Yep. All right, bro. You t- so I'm, I'm going to get back to uh, my cookie cutter question. So you were based out of Cali for how many years? And then when did you decide and what made you decide to head to Oklahoma? Was Did you just see okay. that it was open up and it was medical? Because, dude, I, I've, I've looked at states like that and been like, dude, I got to fucking make a trip out there and see what's <laughs> up, you know? So my, my, my life in cannabis for the last five years was like a roller coaster. 
I was getting hired to work at different farms in different states. But a lot of the guys that were the owners of the farms were, they made their money in different businesses and they got into the cannabis industry where they weren't already in the cannabis industry with the money to start something in the cannabis. Yeah. So, so it never really went through. So back to your original question to me, I, I left California when I was 37. I moved to um, Albuquerque, New Mexico in 2009, May 1st, 2009. And I didn't leave Albuquerque, New Mexico until a year and a half ago. And a year and a half ago, I moved to Tampa Bay, Florida. From that okay. time, that whole time, I've been trying, fighting to get my stuff into dispensaries and trying to get into a facility. So I ended up in Oregon, in Medford, Oregon, working at a farm. I went to Seattle, Washington, worked up at a farm up there. Um, I went to so many different places. And when I was in Florida the whole time, Oklahoma was already opening up. Dope. And a lot of people were telling me about Oklahoma. So I was like keeping my eye on Oklahoma. I came to Oklahoma twice to, to deal with two different farms. The first one I dealt with, they wanted to go through, but it just did not go through. The second people, when I came out here to meet them, I was kind of skeptical because it was just so many people that were not in the industry that wanted to be in it. I didn't yeah. really want to mess with them too much. Yeah, so the some second, people don't. Yeah, some people don't know really what in, it's entailing. And yeah, correct. My bad. And not was, to interrupt. My bad, man. No, no, I'm no, taking no. the story. And I was kind of tired of wasting my time and all that. So when I came out here and met these people that I partnered up with, they. They spent all their, their, their time of work was insurance and tax. That's what sure. they did and built their business on. Um, end up buying them a barn and buying, I mean, um, a bar. So they have a bar, they have a, uh, their own tax and insurance company and a lot of land. Sure. So when we met up with them, they was like, look, we want to partner with you guys, but we don't really want to be doing nothing. Like we want to let it all, let it all, you do it. Those are the was, best partners, man. I was like, if you're with that, I'm with that. Yeah. And we made that decision last year in October. From then, they started groundwork with us. Our building was built from a slab up. Damn, dude, tight. Yeah, like, so we bro, like that, yeah, not moving into creating it from the, like, that's dope, dude. Super dope. You know what I so mean? So they built us a, a 5,000 square foot building. Four, four count canopy rooms. Each room is 800 square feet. Two dry and cure rooms. Eight, each room is 600 square feet. Um, and our mother and clone room is 800 square feet. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. That's what's up. And then you get to run your own genetics too and then keep on going product, uh, projects like, like yeah. circulating through your own. And, and then you get to have something on the market too that is that nobody, like, you can keep it as close to you as you want, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Maybe, maybe someone might find a bag seed here and there if you let something go too long or something. But it's like, nah, man, like, you, you got you to gotta grab this. This is that official. And then I always appreciate, too, when guys hold it close for a year at least, and then they let out seeds or, or clones, and it's like, fuck, all right, cool, man. I was a fan of that. No, I want to run it in my oh, soil, man. you know? Yes. I can even tell you, even some of the dispensers in different states, they can't even keep the clones in there. Yeah, man. Well, like, I was talking to my lady today. My complaint about dispensaries is when they have something on their menu that they don't have in the store. And I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, that's 
unprofessional. You know what I mean? It's like, it's bait and switch. You're, you're trying to get me to show up and you don't have this on the show. So it pissed me off. And, and in Portland, once it went wreck, this is the time of year when clones would be selling a lot too, because people are going to grab yeah, them and veg for, veg for a month and put them outside. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it was, uh, mm -hmm. guys would do that with the clones on their menu and it pissed me off because I, there was this Huckleberry Diesel that it was a seed drop at Natural Wonders and I had stopped working there the summer before to focus on my farm and it was the next summer. And so I missed the seed drop. Like I had to work that day. So I'm like, motherfucker, this, this dispensary had clones of it. You know what I mean? Like four months later. And so I'm like, dude, I, I went down there and they didn't have them. And I'm like, you pissed. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was ready to buy four of them, you know? And it's like, you shouldn't have this on your menu if you don't have it in your store. That's right, what I would right, that's right. what I would complain about here in in Spokane too. But uh that's it just uh there's a lot of hype created around, you know, what did win a cup or, or what's dope on IG. And so it's it's cool to have your own not just content online to create, but actual product that, that you can put out and, and people can oh, yeah. sample and use, you know. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just like um Organica and Albuquerque, like I keep speaking on because the only the only reason I think I talk about them the most is because I get the most feedback from them. And, and, and they're, a, they're a dispensary in, in New correct. Mexico? Okay. Correct. And they sell and, uh, seeds too. They sell seeds, they sell clones, they sell the flour. Um, like I said, if they did 75 pounds of flour, it's probably gone in about a week or two. If they do a thousand clones in a day, they're sold out at the end of the day. That's what's up. So it's it's medical and ABQ or in New Mexico too. So yes. uh so people can cultivate their own. Yes. Dude, that's sick. Cause that's when I moved to AZ, I was thinking it was gonna be like that. And it wasn't. Yeah, no. they, they had this 25 mile rule and I stayed there for two years and made a couple of really good friends, but we were just like, Man, I gotta get back to where I can do my thing and yep. have my hands <laughs> in there. You know, even if it, it doesn't matter how big or small, I just I, I love making dirt and growing plants, man. Like it's, it's the, uh, it, it helps me remain calm and, and, uh, you know, patient, you know what I mean? It, it is yes. therapeutic, but it's also rewarding, you know, like. And plus, and plus with us, with Stain Boy Seeds, we're not a breeding company that likes to do a lot of new stuff breeding. We're still old school breeders. You know, we get out there and find that, that Mexican sativa, go out there and find them good land race. Oh yeah, all of that. So you know? uh, that's tight. I, I was reading. Uh, it was an article about light cycle on stuff that's closer to the equator, and how you know even just doing a little bit more or less from twelve twelve for bloom can make a, a lot of difference on some of those. Yes, yes, and the, and the thing is too is some growth facilities are looking for some strands like we created, like the seven one zero Kush. It it's harvest day is forty seven days. Damn. Once the flower, you know. Yeah. So they look for those quick times now these times. Yeah. So they look that are harvesting much faster. Nice good oily production. Not a good flower to really put in the stores, but it's a good flower to do extract. Dope. Yeah, because that's uh that's a big thing now too, man. Like especially uh like in Oregon. A lot of the edible companies that were making um, CBD and THC edibles are sourcing all their shit from hemp farms now, like hemp CBD isolate. And it's just like 
the reason is because the the cost of the material coming from a cannabis farm licensed through that bullshit costs a lot right. more than something that came from a hemp farm, and they and they just got to run it by the ton as soon as right. they harvest with with no. We didn't have to, to tag any plants or scan anything or weigh any. It's like, nah, man, lop it down with the fucking, with a awesome. uh, combine and then just run it live. You know what I mean? So. Yep. It, yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yes, KV. Hey, what's up, KV? We got KV in the I'm all right, man. How you brothers doing? Yeah, bro. Doing all right, man. We're doing all right. Hitting the halfway point, man. What's good with you on Easter Sunday? Oh, man, just listening. Just, just listening, man. <laughs> listening and learning. KV, hey, how man, was what's Easter? going on, brother? What up with you, bro? You know I miss you. We had a ball when we was up there in in, in Portland, in Seattle. Man, we sure <laughs> did. <laughs> Y'all have no idea who Hitman yeah, is, but I'm glad that brother. you're going to get a good heavy dose. Uh, who this botanist is, the Stank Boy C. Um, I have uh, studied, learned from, and always listened to everything that he has to say because this is one of the few botanists in the industry that understand this business from the garden to the boardroom and the bank. And that is so important uh, with a lot of breeders um, in this industry to really understand. And I'm glad that, you know, Kane has him on here because there was a couple points that, you know, he had came and spoke on that I'm going to bring right back. And that is when he was talking about how he had to partner up with somebody that understood how this business and operation works. And he said something to the fact where he said, okay, well, you know, they wanted him to just go on ahead and do his thing, and they don't have anything to do with it. Well, that's pretty much how things have to go, I believe, from a grower's perspective when you have investors that actually want to invest in you. Um, You have to have that, you know, that good trust. Uh, for them to be able to say, okay, man, you go ahead and sit back and do your thing. And oh yeah, for it's it, hard for to have somebody try to manage you. My partner yes. to do this, man, is uh, is really teaching. Not just me. I hope a lot of other people that are actually like paying attention to what's going on. Hey, I got a question for my guy, Hitman. <laughs> Check this out. Y'all see all them seeds and all that, and all them other strains. You talking about the sex driver, Kush, the bear trap, and all of that. <laughs> Pink rose oh, yeah, but what he's not telling y'all, what he's not <laughs> telling y'all is he got this one strain called wizard glue. <laughs> Word. Called wizard glue that he got in a war for 17. That man. Wizard glue, man. And is on another level. And not only that, he had got so wrapped up into doing what he's, you know, doing at this particular moment that he said, KV, bro, with that wizard glue, I can adjust his indica TAC levels. When he told me that, I said, oh, my God. Man, can we get a little bit of that with a little bit more indica dominant? <laughs> but that just goes to show you the type of 
botanist grower um, he is, you know, when, you know, someone's talking about or he's talking about or he's getting ready to crossbreed or getting ready to, you know, do some new seeds. And he says, man, I think I might just came up with something. Pay attention to what's going on. Uh, because, like, <clears throat> oh, shit, excuse me. Because, like you said, how the game is in the industry now is if you don't have that hard to get exotic strain right now in the game, that's what everybody wants, that hard to get exotic strain. And that's what you're going to yeah, get exactly. with Hitman and Stag Boy Seeds. No doubt. Hell yeah. Yep. Uh, so true. Yeah, uh, so what, was the, what was the parentage on Wizard Glue? Um, Ask him. He know a, about it. <laughs> you didn't let it go yet? You didn't let it go yet? I didn't see that on the – I was like, man, he sent me some answers to the questions. Bro, I don't see that on the like, list, we, man. We have a strands. I couldn't Damn. give you the whole list. Damn. That's crazy. You got to think about it. We've been in the game for 11 years. Yeah. Way to go, bro. We don't stop breeding. Yeah. We don't stop. It's like that's having somebody that's a rapper that just got 157 songs. Yeah, man. It's catalog, it's bro. Serious, man. Especially as the, the fan base grows, it's like you can let go a, a volume of work from 10 years ago that people will, will gobble up because it's like, yo, this was from that time when I put this out. So people Rack. be like, oh, let me get this one and this one and this one and this one. You know, like it's a uh... rack. Yeah, dude. And, and that's how. Like with my show too, I, I try to be a, a fan of people's work because it is, it's it's very similar to music, only only it's you're investing a lot more of your life than, you know, writing something down and, and recording it. Like it takes way less time to do a song than it does to create a strain. So that's correct. One thing I try to appreciate about it, you know, and, and, and it it is, man, like the, the next new shit that you know, that hasn't been done and it's like, man, did you try that? Bro, you know. Like, so we have a, we have a apricot cookies that was on CNN. Damn. Made, when Washington D.C. went recreational, um, a reporter was filming somebody at home, and he asked, "What was he <clears throat> growing?" And he at now at the time that strand was called Mrs. Buttersworth. Damn. We got a we got a cease and desist letter from the syrup company, so we went back to the apricot Bummer. cookie. Mrs. Right. Buttersworth. That's probably what that rapper to, was talking about. So we was trying to get out of the cookie family area. You, do you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah, we used yeah. a form cut. We used a form cut cookie to cross that with the apricot cush. Yeah, and I understand. Like, yeah, they they yeah. probably have lawyers sending letters all the time too. Like you can't put that in the name, guy. You, Trust you me, know, I know. Yeah. I, yeah. I did. I I did pink rose and uh, burners just dropped the pink rose. So. Ah, bummer, man. I, I, I made that six years ago. So damn, damn. <laughs> yeah, man. Like that's for real. That's almost the game too, is to hurry up and put it out before someone else does. Cause that's one thing that I think of sometimes too is that but, uh but just like KB like, said though, I'm a good businessman. So yeah. I have good lawyers. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what's up. But like that's uh, um, one 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 thing in my head too is like if I come up with like man I want to cross this with this I'm quite sure that someone else out there has thought of the same idea and if they have so the trademark the names of the strand yeah and so it's like even it, that's how you do it you know even if they have the same parents you know same genotype it's like 
as long name. as you yeah it is it's name. like you're calling it this and it, it doesn't matter it's like buying shit from yeah. china and then putting your logo on it it's like nah yeah like i i didn't follow you I on ig i don't you know you personally I, I made this on my own and we just have it's coincidence yes yes KB. i have a question for you gentlemen um both you gentlemen both have experience growing both you gentlemen um, have experience in the industry as far as um, getting your products on the shelves. Um, I, Hitman, as you know, I'm a you know very good, strong advocate of medical marijuana reform um, and things of that nature. But as yes. the economy is is right now and the industry booming and thriving, okay, what do you see in the future? Um, as far as sales from other states' product going to the going into other states' dispensaries, because that said state that doesn't have the surplus or the enough growers um, to provide the demand, how do you see that panning out as far as the federal government um, unleashing um, other states? such as, let's just say, for example, my state I'm in, Oregon got a hell of a surplus. Um, there are other states such as Illinois that don't have a surplus, and those dispensaries need marijuana in their dispensaries. Where do you see this going to be able to do okay. things of such of that nature? To kind of like throw this out there, but not really throw that out there, but I would have to throw it out there. You mentioned Illinois. So Oklahoma was the same. I'm going to show you for an example. So Illinois just went medical. They've been medical not even a year. So here it is now, when they go and open up a dispensary, how is, does anybody have flour in there and they haven't even been maybe two, three months before you opened up your store and that's how long it's been medical. What grower harvests that fast to give you that? You got it from a different no. state. You got, it, right. you got it from Oregon, California, whatever, they'll tag it. And they'll push it until their laws actually change enough to where it stops it from coming in. Plus, they, that state built them enough growers and extractors to actually run that state. You understand, right. KB? I see. Yeah. So, yeah. so now, now out of the U.S., when it comes to other states, it depends on the laws for your state. Now, for like, right. for example, so for example, Florida, yes, they have a lot of medical stores. I mean, dispensaries, um, they have medical patients. They can go and buy it from there. But the underground is more popping than the actual medical part because <clears throat> they're not letting the people become part of the business. Where Oklahoma, their licenses were so cheap that they're giving it to the people to start brands and be part of this industry before big corporate come. Where Florida mm. came, in, came in big corporate. It was $100 million to get a license. Who's getting that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. If you really so, go look at any of the dispensaries, if you look at any dispensaries in Florida, they're all owned by banks. Yeah. I, I think even when it, when it goes federal too, I think that uh, the license, the license to grow something and ship out of state should still be affordable for, for small farms and everything, you know? So, so I look at California. California was where, like Oklahoma, where a lot of Californians, were the ones that built a lot of brands, Jungle Brothers, Cookies, all these in the industry, built these solid brands. And that was California giving them that opportunity to be corporate. 
And that's the same thing Oklahoma and Oklahoma be to, to be those next big brands. And they're right in the middle of the United States. You got the East Coast that, that needs a brand that's going to need to take. You were talking about your opinion on federal legalization, correct? That's when, that's when the... Well, we were talking about different states of why they do what well, they do. Yeah, and and it's uh, I've I've read that some states are trying to work on interstate compacts. Like if if it's something that's bordering you, like you know, it's like well, why can't we do this? But it's still a federal crime. So I feel like like we we talked about an, uh, there was a guy from Oregon that was just transporting hemp that got pulled over in Boise, Idaho. He was taking it from Oregon to somewhere in the Midwest to be processed into fiber or oil. And, he got pulled over and they're like, nah, nine tons, you're going to prison, buddy. And I'm pretty sure he's out now, which is good. But dude, just you're driving a truck, man, you know? And it's like, it's it's something that's federally legal, but these cops in Idaho think it's weed, you know? And so they're like, nah, this is a lot of it. We're going to take pictures in front of it. We're going to put it right, in right, 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 you know? <laughs> right, right. So even something that's recognized as federally legal they're they're still on an interstate thing it's like if you're rolling through one of those counties where cops ain't got shit to do they're gonna they're gonna pull you over and yank you you know it's like nah man so so it just i feel like federal legal legalization is the the only answer you know it's like it, it if it's not a federal crime then everybody should be able to do interstate commerce you know what i mean like well i mean the thing is is if you're if i'm a company say in seattle washington and i have a grow and i want to get my stuff in oklahoma yeah i have to come out i have to come out here and partner up with somebody and then build a grow here in that brand here and that's do you see what i'm saying so that's instead of me trying to drive it through different states to even try to get it here i just might as well just build a home base here yeah that's the workaround is be multi-state man Yes, and that's yeah. what I've been trying to do. Yeah, and that's dude, that's that's why I'm glad to have you on the show, man. Because it's uh, I I grew up in Idaho, you, you know, like I graduated from college in '08. Um, I actually had to sit 30 days in jail for felony possession of marijuana after I graduated, and then I was on probation for like two years in 2010 i moved to oregon in 2011 i got my medical card and i was growing that summer so it just it blew my mind that i i was in trouble just fucking one stay over for even just having this in my car and it's like i put up with the bullshit jumped through the hoops and now i'm in the state where i can have six plants and it's like Within a couple of years, it was like, yo, you can have multiple cards as long as you do the paperwork correctly through the state. And then you can get it tested and put it on the shelf at the fucking store when it was still medical. It was like, damn. Like, it just, to me, I was like, damn, this is tight. And so I I also went to Washington. I had an uncle in Seattle that I was working for um before dispensaries medically opened in oregon i got to experience that farmer's market situation at the northwest cannabis market and working for my uncle and then also in phoenix i did the farmer's market thing down there a couple of times when i was down there it's cool to experience stuff in different states as far as regulation and what's available and i feel like in az like i loved it down there man the the weather was beautiful it, it was cool, but I I felt like even at the stores, the difference in product knowledge, even from staff, 
was like they didn't know anything like people in in Oregon or Washington did, you know. And I right. And Oregon more than Washington, and I feel like it's because people can cultivate their, you know what I mean? Like having that ability, even as a medical patient, as as a consumer, if you can grow that at your house, and even if you fuck up and don't know shit, it's like you you have more knowledge about what you're trying to do and how what you're purchasing is worth what it's worth. You know what I mean? And so I, I just think that uh, that's the difference in states is, is having the ability to cultivate. I feel like states that offer that to patients and also when they go wreck, if you can grow your own, those states benefit a lot from it. Like at the point of sale and everywhere else, it's, it's everyone knows what's up and requires less explanation and innovation just goes through the roof. It's like in California, they've had that for a long time. And so it's cool yep. to see it's cool to see guys like you go to other states and, and spread knowledge and shit too, man. Yeah, and this states the same. Like they let you grow until it goes recreational. I don't know how it'll be, but right now with a medical license you can actually cultivate your own. And that and that's a really good thing. People know how to do that. It's cool to see guys like you go to other states and, and spread knowledge. Okay. Uh KV, can you can you turn down your your YouTube stream in the background? If your lady's watching, can you tell her to grab her headphones or something? it's uh it's echoing back on your on your microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, is it gone? Uh yeah, it's all good. Yeah, you're good, man. Um My fault, so man. no, no, you're all good, man. Uh I'm going to just go back to my cookie cutter questions. Um, we have 10 more minutes. If you want to go longer than 10 minutes, dude, I'm all for that shit. I, I know you probably got other stuff to do. It's getting late. So uh, what uh, what sort of methods do you use in your breeding, man? I want to ask you some some breeder. Like, do you okay. do you do the paintbrush or do you, you, you take the whole male and swish it over the... Do you just do one branch on the females? I, I like watching videos on that shit a lot dude a lot of the homies that i know personally like they'll just do it with their fingers but it it, it just what what's what do you find most effective or what do you and are you comfortable sharing that yes yes okay cool. so so i'm gonna show you how i will do certain ones when i like certain things so paintbrush yes i do okay. that okay two branch yes i do that twice when I say twice, I'll do one strand of those seeds, grow it out, take the same male, do that on the same branch type thing. Yeah. Get those seeds, do the same thing, and I'll do that twice of a of a strand. Uh-huh. Once I get a good once I get a good female up out of that, then I'm gonna put that up in there with a bunch of females of that cut, and then I'll put the whole male up in there and just blow out the whole room. Hit them all tight. So I get about like a third gen- generation of it and just blow it out. That's tight. That's cool, man. Cause that I, I like watching. Can you put the male with a bunch of females? Yeah, yeah. Like hit the whole room. Like yeah. You take yeah, a male and stuff. put him in a room with a whole bunch of females. That's how growing weed. You know? Make him see, Okay, and uh, that's that's an, another just a dummy question from me because I've I. I'm not a breeder yet. I have homies that encourage me and I, I want to take part. So just a dummy question on my part. What what's pollen chucking? I hear that term a lot online and in forums okay. and everything. And it's a derogatory so, term. 
So like, can you, can you talk about that and say your definition? Polychunking is basically just like what I said, what I would do on the fourth method. They do it on the first, just take a fucking male and throw it right there with a fucking yeah. bunch of females and just let them fucking, that's polychunking. Okay. It's just ch- shaking your shit over the whole plants, all that type shit, polychunking. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, and then people, and then people take those right there and sell those. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the derogatory part of it. Is not, not very yeah, much testing has been done. It's there. like, yeah, yeah, you're going to get what you're going to get and don't throw a fit. You know what I mean? It, it, it blows my mind that those guys are getting $200 for 10 seed. Cause I'm just like, dude, just cause you got they a male of a male of what's hot. You know what I mean? They're like, hit everything with it, sell it for two anything like you was talking about old strands and stuff like that so anything that we did back in the day was a lot of like pollen chunks f2s we never got too further into those strands. so from that point we was giving those seeds out for free but we still kept them strands around and kept doing things to that strand with the same genetics of what we was doing yep here we are now we have f2s f3s f4s and f5 word Hell yeah. Okay. And then uh that was my next question. Uh what sort of tests do you run, you know, when you when you're breeding something as far as stress test? Um because sometimes I would go over to them, I'm like, dude, those plants look like shit, but one or two of them in that tray would power in through. I'm like, are those the keepers? He's like, Yep, you know what I mean? I'm seeing, you know, he would a test to see how they could survive without water, you know what I mean? How would, how they survive without water, how drop the temperature on their asses yeah fans up real high see how much they can take on getting beat up with the wind yeah yeah make the room real humid drop the humidity fuck with the lights all that type of stuff no doubt no doubt and uh, i mean like put them through everything you get super cropping them (laughs) like like hell yeah and see see how strong they come back or are they just pussy out okay and then uh one more concept that i uh read online too that i really wanted to ask i haven't done this before i think this might be my first cookie cutter question version of it uh the concept of re-vegging sometimes i would i would crack you know 200 seeds right and it'd be like 20 of each strain so it's like i got 10 different ones Whatever I get, I get. I try to save a couple of males that I thought were dope and give them to them. But it's like, uh, with, like, fuck, I'm starting to space on my question. <laughs> okay, you talking about the revegging? Oh yeah, reveg. Yeah, that was the question. So yeah, so sometimes I would, I would have something that I was like, fuck, I wish I would have taken cuts of this. You know what I mean? And and okay, I didn't so hit look- it. I didn't hit it with any pollen. And I've seen some guys do that, especially if it's in a pot. They're like, nah, man, just leave a little bit on the fucking lower, put it under a light, you know. And I'm I'm like, do you believe in that? Have you done that? Do you think it yes. comes back the same way? Like, is it? Is there a yes. lot of? Like- yeah. It's gonna be a lot of stress to that plant for one. Two is for it to even just bounce back to be revegging with like one leaf. It's gonna take at least about six to eight weeks. You're going to okay. have to strip it down, get all that bud that grew up in there. You're going to have to strip it all down. And it will slowly come back, but it's going to take much longer compared to if you did take a cut. Yeah, because 
I, I, as soon as I sexed them, I would take cuts of all the females and then I would just fill up my plant limit and then give the rest yeah. away to homies. You know what I mean? To, to really bridge that plan out, you're looking at two months for it just to come back and then another two months for it to get nice and big. Okay. But, but you, you Four don't notice, you, you don't notice too much uh difference as far as the next round. Like you can, you can take cuts off of that and it's, it's mm -hmm. what you liked about the shit when it was in the ground or, or you ran it the last time. I never seen anything different. Okay. Very Not even on a testing. Hell yeah, man. That's tight. Um, yeah, dude, like, is that man, is there anything that you want to talk about or promote? Um, is, is there anything you got coming out in the future? Like, I, I, I don't want to wrap up. You don't want to, dude, because I'm like, dude, we got to have this guy back and, and ask more questions oh, specifically. I'm going to come back anytime you want me. Okay, I will be back cool, anytime man. you want me. Anytime. Cool. Um, but they have two cannabis cups here in Oklahoma. You have the Noble Cup and you have the Cowboy Cup. Okay. Um, I don't know when the Noble Cup's gonna be for this year because of the whole coronavirus thing, but yeah. um, the Cowboy Cup just posted last couple of days, they're gonna do theirs on December 4th and 5th. Okay. And they give out Cowboy Belt trophies. So those are like their two, the two big known cannabis cups that go on in Oklahoma. That's so cool, we're kinda, man. So we're, we're coming for Oklahoma's, any growers out here, we're yeah, coming for dude. You, yeah, we, you we gotta want, enter. Yeah, everything, bro. Yeah, Extract, flower, bestativa, best indica. I'm just letting them know. We're like, we're so hungry that my stomach was like in my back when I got here. Yeah, hell yeah, man. <laughs> That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. And uh, so, what what's the title of that event again? Uh, the Cowboy Cup. Cowboy Cup, and that's going to be December 4th in Oklahoma City. Yep, in Oklahoma City. Right on. So if, if you're a, a patient in Oklahoma, please hit that up, man, and, and uh, pay pay for the judges, the judges ticket. Pay the extra loot so you can sample the way. Oh, yeah. Man, and oh, yeah, work. for sure. Did yeah. you even hear the numbers what High Times did in, in Oklahoma? Nah, man. Okay, so look. California, they said, hit somewhere between 35,000 and 37,000. Like, like attendance or something? Yes, yes, oh, okay. like attendance. Okay. Um, Denver did somewhere between 33 and 36 or something like that. Oklahoma did 60,000 plus. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a lot, yeah. bro. Like, that's a, that's that's a, a lot. How many people live in that state, man? Like two or three million or something? I would say that, but you got to think about it. You're next to Texas, so you know some Texas people came out. Yeah. You're next to, you're next to New Mexico and Colorado, and what is right above um uh, Wichita. Word, dude. Yeah, I well, want this. Uh, the states that are above. Word, yeah, dude. I I want the virus bullshit to be over with so guys can throw events, but it's like oh you have God. access to some really dope rappers out there too, bro like rock some events and 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 oh. and work and work on fee for you know trade oh, too like of course, it's like, of course, of course. There, man. like well, we'll take care of you like you yeah. throw us half the, the half price fee and guys will be like yeah. hell yeah because it, it just uh the ig too goes a long way bro like follow me on oh, of course and plus you gotta remember this state is still like a virgin 
It's yeah. only two years. Two yeah. years. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Look at look at Oklahoma in the next ten. Yep. Yeah, man. It, uh, it's very cool, dude, to to interview you about that. Cause that's as soon as I read it, when I looked, that license is cheap. I'm like, dude, it doesn't really. It it looks like the place to be, man. So it's cool to to interview you from hey. out there and and see that things yeah. are going well. You know? Yes. Yes, and I'm I'm in Lawton, Oklahoma, so I'm not in, o- in Oklahoma City or Tulsa. I'm down south near Texas border. Oh, uh, okay. And it's it's really nice down here. I love the openness. I know I came from the city, but I lived in New Mexico for a while, so it got me used to being out here. Yep. And it snows, so we get all four seasons. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. You see, we went and shooting and hunting and stuff like that out here. So today we went just shooting and hanging out and eating. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Shooting guns is awesome. And like hunting and <laughs> hunting and fishing is that's another reason I moved home to like in Arizona, I would have had to get a license and then there's not really that much shit to kill. I think there's mule deer and some antelope. It's like there's a bunch of rabbits and shit, so I'm just like, Man, I'm glad to have that option now that I'm home to get some meat. Yeah. And to me for me, for any growers or anybody that's out there in this industry, I feel like if this is your passion for this industry, keep doing what you want to do. It's yeah. going to take a lot of hard work, but just keep doing what you're trying to do. Um, just always remember, at the end of the day, it's always about a brand. Yep. Good advice, man. And like, yeah, because a lot of folks don't understand that, you know? I, I, yeah. I learned yeah you gotta you see sell some it. people get or they get stuck in their state you know say you're from michigan and you kind of was a grower and trying to build a brand but you didn't really push it nowhere you know say michigan knows about you but that's it like you can't stay stagnant in just one area yeah that was uh another thing i uh in oregon there was this company called select strains and I knew the guy, Cam, he was the owner and he, he sold to a corporation for somewhere near like a Billy, bro. Like he, and he still maintained like temper. I was like, holy fuck, man, that's crazy. And that was in Oregon. Like he, you know, like I was impressed with their hardware because everybody's cartridges were shit. Everybody's ordering from China and, and their, their carts. I was asked, I was like, bro, how do you get to pull like this? And he goes, we drill a hole right there in the center so it, it breathes a little bit better i'm like shut up and he's like yeah i'm like how come you don't just get them made that way he goes we're working on it man but it's like these cartridges are the best they just need that hole right there so we drill it and i was like damn that's what and i was just yeah, impressed you that, that, like that become a yeah pattern. yeah and then mm-hmm. when i moved when i moved to phoenix after a year i saw a billboard with those guys on it and then they were oh. they were a sponsor at the Arizona they were a sponsor at the Arizona Hip Hop Festival last year. So I was like, damn man, good job! Like man, I remember those guys where I moved from, you know. And it's like I never worked for him. I just I was in shops that we sold his shit, and so it was. You just impressive. need the movement. Yeah, it was impressive yeah. to me. I'm like, guys like that are uh, are doing what they're supposed to be. Doing, so correct. Good, correct. good job. Good job to you too, Hitman. Thank you, thank you, bro. 
Yeah. And and then uh we're like five after an hour. Do you, do you want to plug your social media or anything like that, dude? I I don't want to keep you for too long. I'd rather have you back for another episode with some different questions about what we talked oh, about. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes, definitely. Um, dude, I got a lot of stuff. Even about the the King Day Parade in L.A. So we're gonna have to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. And when when is that date? When does that come? That's it's always the third. That, that no, no. It's in it's in January for his birthday. So it's always the third Monday in January. The date just always changes, but it's always the third Monday in January. Okay. Okay. You know cool. I'm I'm, I'm I'm have questions about that the next time yes. we talk. Yes. Yeah. But Instagram Stink Boy Seeds on Instagram it'll be Stink Boys S T A N K B O Y Z underscore Seeds. Okay. Thank boy seeds, ladies and gentlemen. This was Hitman on the show. Thank you for coming out, dude. I appreciate you taking the time um, and yeah, sharing the sharing the knowledge, man. It, it means a yeah. lot, dude. I, uh, I breeders are my favorite interviews, but it's like you're yeah. doing so much more than that. So it's like, man, it's it's super fun, man. I'm getting my broadcasting boat floated right now for sure, man. So thanks. Yeah, um, thank you. Hey, yeah. till the next time. Yeah, till next time, man. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do my outro dance. This was the 52nd episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, KDM Kane. Our guest tonight was Hitman from Stank Boy Seeds. You can follow him online, S-T-A-N-K-B-O-Y-Z underscore S-double-E-D-S. I got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Kerr. This has been a main node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.